welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 102. Happy birthday, Elijah Fire. Woo! It's We're one year old. We're very wee, but uh, one year of steady growth and determination and grit and trusting in the Lord has paid off and we're here and it's going to be an exciting episode. I can't wait to get this going and to have my guest come on. Um, uh, Let me see. I can't read. I'm like slightly farther away, so I'm not used to reading my notes this far away. Um, Oh yeah. So there's a little bit of a debate going on. Apparently I sparked some controversy controversy in the uh, description because I said that pie is better than cake. So we're going to have imaginary celebratory pie. And apparently some people got upset and I teach his own, but I say that you're wrong and that pie is better than cake. And I'm the one sitting here live. So you have to just deal with it and get upset. But I would also like to point out that I woke up this morning and I saw an, I saw a, uh, a notification on my phone. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, look, who's this? All the way from Australia, Mandy Woodhouse. And she says, oh, by the way, pie is better than cake. Whoa. Okay. So there we go. Deal with it. Care- moving on. You guys can just be mad. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So my guest today, how do I say this? Uh, is my wife. Uh, she's actually real. Um, and uh, she is an assistant editor for The Elijah List. So a lot of the, if you're subscribed to The Elijah List, you get those daily prophetic words or those words on Facebook. That's my wife, nine, ten, eight, eight times out of 10. I mean, she's a machine. So she's, uh, she does a lot for The Elijah List on that end. She's also incredibly wise and incredibly talented. And uh, she is not just a talented editor, she is also a talented artist and illustrator, and she's illustrated not one, not two, but three children's books, including Fittishon, The Lonely Sloth. Check this out. Check this out. Look at that. She drew that. It's like super cute, super cute, super fun. I want to find a really good, cute little sloth, cute little sloth. She drew that. She's super, super talented and great. Nikki, it's a friend of ours. Nikki Smith wrote this and it's just a great, great, cute story about trusting God and not rushing the process. Um, and Lauren drew, she illustrated it and she's crazy talented and amazing. So, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna let you realize how amazing she is by actually seeing her yourself. So without any further ado, let's give it up for my guest today, Lauren Tharp. Hey. Hi everyone. This is my wife, Lauren. She exists. She's real. I'm real. Yes, she's real. <laughs> she's actually here. So, um, Lauren, I've talked about you a lot on this show over the yes. past year. Why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? Also, by the way, everybody, our cat Lulu, <laughs> normally she's in the room with Lauren when I'm doing yes. these. I have these little plastic, she loves plastic. And there's these plastic things called gels that over lights that change the colors. And she's yeah. munching she's and crunching. Right so I need now. to grab her right now. So go ahead. Yeah. So yes, my name is Lauren and I am Jeff's wife. I am real. <laughs> and what and was that's my Lulu? Yeah. And this is Lulu, our cat, our fur baby. And she loves plastic. 
And yeah. so we we try to contain her when Jeff does the shows, but I'm out here now, so she's joining us. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you work for the Elijah List. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you let's actually go a little bit farther back. Why don't you because we were talking about this this morning? Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell people about kind of your journey to the Elijah list, Lulu's hairs are going everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. We're keeping this just loose today, everybody. Cause you know, welcome uh, to our home. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you tell people how your process of getting to the Elijah list and you can take as much time as you want. Um, just, you know, like your upbringing, you know, mm-hmm. talk about, you know, how you came to know the Lord, all that stuff. Cause it's, it's good. So we're going way back. Okay. Way back. Okay. Well, I'll just start with the present how I came to the Elijah list. I was in between jobs. I had been working at Starbucks for a long time. And uh, before that I was in missions. And so, uh, you know, there's a stereotype that a lot of people who are in missions and they, they leave for, for a time and they get a job in between. There's a stereotype that you become a barista. Well, I fit that stereotype. I didn't know that at the time, but uh, I went, I went to Starbucks and I was a barista there and I absolutely loved it. The people there were amazing. Um, and I like making coffee. I love coffee. I love tea. I have my tea right now. Yo, turmeric ginger all the way. Yeah. So I did that for several years, um, on and off though. Uh, and I also was illustrating on the side. So I had an Etsy shop set up and I really wanted to do something with my art more as a hobby than making money. Um, but I, I just knew that God had given me a gift and I needed to somehow use it. And so a friend gave me the idea to start doing custom watercolor portraits for people. And so I did that for a while and I absolutely loved it. Um, but there was a high demand. Well, and the side yeah. note with that, which is really interesting mm-hmm. is, and I think you and I have kind of found this to be true mm-hmm. is we had actually just lost a really good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, um, we felt there was a significance, like there was a taking up what kind of some of the stuff that she represented. And I feel like sometimes with, mm. when we go through hard things and we experience loss, sometimes you can look at it and yeah, that person's not there anymore, but there's mm. this shift that happens too, where it's like that realization of what those people mean to you. And then going, mm-hmm. you know what? I, man, I need to go after like she did, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that that was a really big instrumental part of that too yeah i think that she kind of inspired she was an artist herself and um, she also had a big heart for those who are trafficked we both did and so she really left her fingerprint um on a lot of people's lives and so when we were celebrating her life um we just kind of there was this just season where we felt like god stirring creativity in our hearts again and to go out and do something with what he gave us, you know, whatever that might be. And so we, um, so that, that did, that was a big part of it. And then I had another friend who was also friends with this friend who we lost, who, who gave me the idea to start doing portraits. And so I did that for a while and I I loved it. And I, I loved bringing people joy through making them into little caricatures. Like that was so much fun and realizing that that was in, in a sense, kind of a ministry in itself, where if you felt like you could capture characteristics of these people, um, and like their personality, who they were. So I absolutely love that. And it was very successful. She was yeah. very good at it. But it was a lot of work. So, yeah. and I, I kind of got to this place where I wanted to start doing art for between me and God again, you know, um, not for other people, but just kind of taking time to to be creative with them again. And I'm still in that process. 
Um, I'm still kind of seeking out new territory in, in the realm of art, mm -hmm. as it were. So anyway, um, so I did that for a while, but I was like, this isn't, we wanted to, to, to do something else. I wanted to, to have an actual full-time job. And so my sister-in-law, uh, Jen, Jeff's sister, you guys know her, mm -hmm. uh, she was working for the Elijah List at the time. And she asked me one day, she asked me, she said, there is a position for a proofreader uh, with the Elijah List. And if you're interested, I can recommend you. And so I was at first, I was a little hesitant, but I we both like her. <laughs> we did not grow up in, in the prophetic. Mm -hmm. So really in the charismatic realm yeah. either. Like I'd been exposed to it and it, it didn't weird me out too much, you know, but I, I grew up in a really conservative church um, where we would sing hymns and we would sing, you know, three hymns and then we'd have a service and that was that. So, yeah. So I, I ended up, um, where was I going with that? You were talking about, you grew up in a, uh, so Jen, yeah. had come so to Jen, you, yeah. Jen contacts me and I yeah. said, you know, I was like, I was a little hesitant, but I just knew almost immediately this was the job that I was to take. Cause I even asked God like a couple of weeks before I talked with her, I said, God, if you could just kind of plop a job into my lap, uh, cause I don't know what to do next. I was like, if you could just plop something in my lap, whatever it may be, I'll do that. I'll do what, whatever you seem. Cause I had absolutely no idea. I was a blank slate. I was like, God, this one's on you. Um, so, and then he did. And so I was like, that was kind of a confirmation for me even though it was a very foreign thing for me. And I very, I was very much underqualified. Um, my mom, like I was homeschooled. So my mom recognized at a young age, I was good at grammar. <laughs> I was good at charting. And, and so, uh, she had me do some extra, extra classes with that. And, um, and I'm grateful for that because I was able to use that and, and it came back to me. And so now I really enjoy. She's got editing. mad skills. I'm still terrible at spelling. She so. literally has skills <laughs> that pay the bills. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, but it's God's always used me in positions where I feel very underqualified. Um, any ministry type thing that I've done, I've always felt very underqualified, but that's where he shows up. Oh man. Yes, but, he yeah. does. And that's yeah. honestly been the story of, I think both of our lives mm -hmm. is just like, and walking that out together is mm -hmm. like feeling really underqualified. I'm like, why are you, why yeah. are you asking me that you want, <laughs> but you know, you feel like it's right. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's, that's an important thing of recognizing when it's God mm -hmm. um, and when it's, you know, when it's you wanting something to happen. So um, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's but like I, an excitement. I yeah. Think. But I always joke and say, it's always easier to hear God when it's something you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, um, before we get into kind of like other juicy stuff, like how we met, <laughs> uh -oh. uh, how about like, cause you and I both kind of live a life that even if something is uncomfortable, we, the bottom line is we want more of God. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, what has that process been like for you growing up? You know, there was mm -hmm. maybe a time when you weren't, following the Lord, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you grew up with a spirit filled mom and yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I have my mom to thank and my dad, um, for very righteous people. And I really look up to them because they, they trained me well, they made sure I had truth and they made sure that I had guidance and I was never alone, mm -hmm. um, in kind of 
figuring out who I was in God. Um, but everyone has a process yeah. and, um, before you, you really know God as a friend and you really know that this is my God, like this is who, who I want to be with. Um, and this is who I am in him. And so for me, again, I grew up in a conservative church. And so I, and, but we had a, so much, my pastor was so, um, good with scripture and he was so like grounded in truth. And I really appreciated that he didn't, toe the line, like he very much would speak to the truth. And I feel like he wouldn't be as popular nowadays um, because he would just say the truth. He would say what the Bible said and, uh, but he would do it in love. It was never, um, it was never something that he forced on people. And so, I, and you could just see that you could feel Jesus in him. And I, I just, it was rare. Like, I feel like I don't see that as often anymore. Um, but I know there's pastors out there, God's raising them up um, or returning them to, to that to that boldness. Um, so I, I am very grateful for that, but I, so I had a lot of truth in my life. Um, and then as I got older, I started getting exposed to more of like the power of God. And so my mom, uh, for a time, another shout out to my mom, she, uh, our, our church was small, so we didn't really have a youth leader, um, for a while. And my mom was like, uh, I will stand up and I will take that job. Oh yeah. And so, and so she, uh, took the, the small group of youth at our church and she started investing in us. And so we would um, go to little conferences. And I remember one was called Prayer Storm, Acquire the Fire, uh, or Prayer Storm, Rock the Nations, something like that. Some of you may know what that is. It was like a youth revival. Um, and it was at uh, Foursquare Church, I think they had it there. And so we went there and that's when I started seeing like, people, you know, with the gifts of the spirit and, you know, praying in tongues and all these kind of foreign things to me at the time, I think it was like 15, 14 or 15. And I knew about them in the Bible, but I didn't, you know, and I knew my parents would, would speak in, in tongues, but I just didn't, I wasn't exposed to, to the big picture of that, mm -hmm. um, as the body of Christ. So that I remember being a little freaked out <laughs> at first. <laughs> oh, and that's where I saw Lou Engle for the first time, just rocking, yes. you know, how he rocks. Yeah, I yeah. love, I love Lou Engle. Um, but I just didn't know who he was. He was like the, the Rocky man, you know. Um, but I have so much respect for him. Oh, yeah, dude. Just a father. Papa Lou. Father in the spirit, you know. And so, uh, so I do that with that really, that time really marked me. And it started making me curious for the power of God. So I knew the truth of God. And then I wanted the, the power of God. And so another moment marker for me in my life was, um, my cousin and I, uh, who are about the same age and we're really close, close, my cousin, Jennifer, um, she and I were talking about like, you know, what it was like to be slain in the spirit, like what that would be like. Cause that had never happened to either of us. And we just wanted more of God and we were getting curious and we were like, well, what would that be like? Mm -hmm. And so one day we just asked God that he would slay us in the spirit in, in my room. And he did. And we were laughing and like cry laughing and I couldn't get up off the ground, but I felt such a peace mm. and I felt such a comfort. I've never, I'd never felt that before. And I just, so it made me hungry for more. And mm. that's always what the encounters with God should do is we're not hungry for the power. We're hungry for him. You know, we're hungry for um, that intimacy with him. And so I think that was a really special moment for my cousin and I. So 
it, it wasn't something that happened in the church. It was in my bedroom. And that's what happened when I got the gift of tongues that happened in my bedroom with just me and Jesus. And he's always done things like that with me where it's, you know, it's really intimate and personal. And, but, you know, I think at this point I had experienced the power of God and I had experienced some intimacy with him, but it wasn't until I got to my teenage years where I was like, I just, I, I don't feel like I, I know him mm. like I want to know him. And I felt like I couldn't hear his voice. And I know a lot of people struggle with hearing his voice. And for me, it was this kind of, it felt like a battle of like my flesh, but also like wanting to know that I could hear him for myself, you know, and my mom and my dad did the best that they could in, in teaching me that. Um, but I needed to experience it for myself. And so I think I just got to this point where I, I got frustrated that I couldn't hear him and, uh, I couldn't, so I just had this period of where I, I felt distant and it just felt like it was growing and growing. And then I started making friends in high school and through a job at the theater and they weren't, you know, the best influence. And I just started going down this path and I met a boy. Not me. <laughs> not Jeff. Who was not <laughs> I don't a Christian. come until later. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't come until later. Uh, who was not a Christian, you know, uh, he had values and morals, but he, he just was not, he didn't know Jesus. And my, I knew that he, my mom and my dad would not approve of him and they were right for not approving of him. And so I began this season of hiding away. I was hiding from God, um, but I was hiding from my parents and I started dating him and I dated him for a long time uh, without my parents knowing. How long did you date him? Before I was you like, it was, I think it was like two years. Whoa. Mom, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I, I had forgotten how long it was. I was like, oh, it, it was, was a six long months. Time. And my mom, like Holy Spirit, you know, discernment. He let her know, you know, he was like, you okay, I'll let you make your choices for a time, but your mom's going to find out. Because yep, that's how he do. <laughs> so uh, my mom found out and she confronted me on it and was like, okay, we'll meet him, you know? And she was really great about it. Um, even though she let me know she didn't approve. And I think that was when my mom started realizing that I was just not in a good place. And I was in rebellion. Um, but it wasn't the type of rebellion where it's like, I'm going to do this because, you know, I'm going to be bad and I'm going to get away with it. And my parents can't tell me what to do. It was very much uh, like I wanted to please my parents. I wanted their approval. I didn't want to just point them. That was like the worst thing for me was to just disappoint my parents um, to let God down, you know. But at that point, I just felt like I had burned my bridges. I had let everyone down. I felt like the bad black sheep of the family. Um and so, uh, yeah, so that was kind of, it was through that experience that my mom started seeking God and, and saying like, what do I do with my child? Like <laughs> what God will give me discernment and parents, God will give you discernment on what you should do, whether it's Amen. to take action, to just pray for your child or whatever it may be, he will give you what you need. Um, and he did with my mom, he gave her just this excellent plan. And essentially it was, she gave me some options, but essentially it was like, you can, one of my main options was you can go to YWAM, which is Youth with the Mission, um, and you can do a short-term mission school there for a while and we're, we'll pay for it. Or you can basically, you know, be on your own and just figure your life out. And I, 
I just, I mean, I know they wouldn't leave me, you know, but just basically I felt like I had this option to keep disappointing my parents and God, um, or to change, make a change in my life. And ultimately I choose that, even though it was pretty begrudgingly at first, um, I did not want to go to missions. I did not want to be around people that were like, sold out because i did not i did not feel sold out i felt you know like a a black sheep like is the best way to describe it i felt kind of like rejected and you know uh just very much alone like i couldn't relate to people like that thanks for listening the elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner visit elijahfire.com slash donate but i wanted to you know there was a part of me that wanted to and ultimately i did say yes i said yes to it and God took that yes, even though it wasn't this pure, perfect yes, he still took it. And I, I remember the second week that I was there, I was just, I had this encounter with God. And I remember being in like this, it was during worship and it was in the sanctuary. And I remember it was the first time I heard his voice so clear, it makes me emotional. Oh. <laughs> but it was the first time I heard him speak to me. And he just was like, I love you and I'm not letting you go, you know? And yeah, it was just absolutely one of the best experiences to this day of God just reaching down, you know, when I wasn't worthy of it, you know, I wasn't worthy. I had done nothing in my life um, except say yes to God in that moment. Mm. And um, I look back on that and I'm just like, thank you, God, you know? Yeah. Um, So don't, stop praying for your your kids parents don't don't stop like god will um god will meet them Mm -hmm. so it can be grandparents that can be friends Mm -hmm. that can be uh siblings like don't don't stop yeah because i'm here yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so that was an amazing experience and then from that moment on i went from i'm gonna finish the school and I'm going to hear God for myself. And like I did, I started getting downloads from God and learning to hear his voice. It wasn't all at once. I had to like learn how to do that um, through teachers and YWAM and other students and staff. And it was just practicing that. It just takes some exercise sometimes and um, quieting yourself. So that was just an amazing experience. And I ended up uh, staying as a student and then I, I was asked to come and staff. Um, and so I stayed in missions for a few years. And that's how I met Jeff, actually. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> right into it. <laughs> okay. What's funny, though, is that my experience getting into missions was totally different. <laughs> I would say you and I, our hearts for the Lord are very similar. And I think yeah. that was the area we connected in immediately, I would say. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, yeah, it's just funny because, like, my experience was, like, I was so just, like, sprinting into YWAM, like, Cause I had experienced kind of a spiritual awakening with the Lord of hearing his voice. Cause my, my church didn't teach, Hey, this is how you yeah. hear God's, God's voice. Yeah. And this is how, how it sounds. And it just happened. Like I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would just experience, Lulu. um, Lulu is being crazy. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it, it's just cool to see, you know, how our walks, how we come to the Lord is, is different. Um, Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So, um, let's talk about how we met because that's, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So in YWAM, there's something that's called a discipleship training school or mm-hmm. a DTS. That's three months of lecture phase. 
Uh, so you're in like a classroom setting, kind of being trained up, and then two to three months of outreach in a foreign country. So that's sort of your entry-level school into YOM. And then after that, they have something called the University of the Nations. And so you can actually get like legitimate degrees. Um, and so here in Salem, uh, I was serving at the base here in Salem. Um, and so this was 2008 at the time. And they were going to do a secondary school. It's mm -hmm. called Foundations in Counseling Ministry uh -huh. or FCM. Everything's abbreviated in YOM. Yeah. It's all ac acronyms. <laughs> um, so we always, there's a lot of jokes about that. But um, basically, it was a school that was teaching um, you kind of giving you initial equipping into like, hey, when you pull a woman out of sex, the sex trade, how do you begin to counsel them? And it was a myriad of other things, but that was one of their, um, you know, one of their focuses. Mm -hmm. um, so you came with Carice, mm -hmm. our, our friend, friend Carice, Carice. Yeah. Um, who um, she's the friend who we lost in 2016 when she mm -hmm. started up her art thing. Mm -hmm. um, so hi, Carice up in heaven. Yep. Um, she's like, oh yeah, boom, there's Lauren, <laughs> boom, boom. Um, uh, but um, so you guys came to mm -hmm. the school mm -hmm. and... I'll tell like my side of like okay. how we, so <laughs> during the weekends, the, the base kind of shuts down a little bit. And so it's mm -hmm. only if there's schools going, then you have access to the kitchen. They just don't want a bunch of poor missionaries going in and eating like binge eating all the food. Um, yes. So it's a little bit more regulated. So they always have people that are in kitchen duty during the weekend and you basically heat up leftovers and all that stuff, set it out. Mm -hmm. So through a series of events, there was other people that were scheduled. And then there was this person was subbing for this person was subbing for this person was subbing for this person. And Lauren and her friend from her school were, were the two people. And then I was subbing for like, same thing, subbing mm -hmm. for somebody, subbing for somebody, subbing for somebody. So then I ended up coming in. And we worked in the kitchen together. Uh -huh. And by that time, I had already seen her. And I was like, geez. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I found out that you were working in there in my, yeah, I play it really cool when I'm talking to my guy friends. But I was like, inside, yeah. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he was our, he was assigned because he staffed on that base. So he was assigned to be our uh, work duty leader in the kitchen. And I remember seeing him and I'd noticed him before and I was just getting very nervous because I found him attractive and I never knew how to talk to boys that I was attracted to. <laughs> and thank goodness Jeff is not shy. No. So he, uh, he very much introduced himself. And uh, I remember he, it was like, we're doing a cleanup. Like we're throwing away some old leftovers from like a breakfast. That yeah. Week. And like pancakes very old gross rubbery pancakes yeah, so we're and, throwing them like frisbees into the trash yeah, can i remember he handed one to me and i remember getting so nervous because i was like this is a boy that i like and he's going to realize that i i'm really bad at sports and i can't i have a terrible throwing arm and so i remember just being so nervous around him uh but um but yeah, it was, it ended up that that's how we first it ended up working out. Yeah. yeah. And then we really had started having the conversation. It was like a, it was through Facebook. So we were on the same base at the same time, but like I was doing a school and I had a lot of homework. And so I'd be indoors a lot. And I found the courage to talk to him via Facebook because he Facebook friended me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I will message him back. Yeah. Which <laughs> honestly is like bold for her. Yeah. 
like so now that i know her a lot better i took i took the friendship the facebook friendship i took that as an opportunity to you know put my feelers out there and uh and then he responded with a somewhat lengthy message and so we took that as a cue and then we started and uh, then you actually initiated again another yeah. bold move from her yeah. she initiated the private message you know what i'm saying that's yeah. when that hey if anybody's in a relationship <laughs> and you're like chatting and then all of a sudden they start sending you dms or private messages you know it's on okay yeah, you're golden. so i knew at that point but for me it was like i i just immediately knew i was like dude this girl is legit um and sometimes you just they always say you know when you know you know and it was like i that always annoyed me when i was single because so i was like no i need to know how but it's true it is yeah. true yeah. like we knew we loved each other two weeks at two weeks Mm-hmm. earlier than two weeks but we didn't say it until two weeks after we started we were dating. very strongly attracted to each other and then yeah yeah no, i think it was about a couple of weeks yeah, yeah but then we ended up dating for two years mm-hmm. being engaged for 10 months mm-hmm. you know so it was like a long well, process yeah did a uh one year worth of long distance relationship yeah, but funny story mm-hmm. when we worked that day in the kitchen mm-hmm. that first day that the um uh i I was standing there with my friend who is Brazilian and on YWAM base, you have a lot of internationals. And so sitting next to my friend, David, who was Brazilian and he's like, Lauren walks by and he goes, yo, you see that new girl? I was like, yeah. And he's like, she's pretty hot, huh? And I was like, (laughs) so I'm very like calm, cool. I'm like, she is, uh, she's an attractive woman. Um, and, uh, yeah. Playing it cool. Yeah. And so what was hilarious, what was hilarious was, once we actually went on our first date, I'd borrowed my friend's car because I was too poor and I didn't have my own car. I was borrowing my friend's car and we, I, we timed it just right because this is during the summer. So everybody eats outside. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if we time it just right, we'll get out of there before Nobody will see word us. spreads. No one's going to see that we're going on a date. Oh, yeah. I had timed it all perfectly. So we get in the car. I open the door for because that's what's up. That's what you do. Still, still do, does it. Still do it to this mm-hmm. day. Um, even when we're in an argument. Guys, if you're in the argument, open the car door for your wife come on now um so anyways um it's not that hard um okay anyways um so we're driving down the base right Mm -hmm. i timed it just right well some genius decided hey we're gonna do we're gonna do dinner like 45 minutes early okay so i'm we're driving down and i swear the whole base comes out of the kitchen and they're all just there. And I'm like, oh, no. And so my friend David, who said that thing earlier, he's standing there right at the edge of the road, just going like this. Yeah. Like as you're driving <laughs> by. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, then we knew that the word was out. We're yeah. like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. And let's just say in YWAM, you really can't have a private relationship. It can't. It doesn't stay private very long. Right. Yeah. So everything's out in the open. All the, all the YWAMers know that, you know, yeah. may have lived it. But, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit because mm-hmm. we went, we, we dated for two years. Mm-hmm. You know, you were serving down at the Los Angeles base and mm-hmm. I was still up in Salem. I had one year left of my commitment. You make a two-year commitment to a base. She was still down at the LA base mm-hmm. and you were going to start a ministry with your friend, Carice, that you did the school with, mm-hmm. uh, a anti-human trafficking, um, uh, ministry slash raising awareness. Um, and this was back when like human trafficking was just starting to really be talked about like domestically. Yeah. And so you guys did some stuff with the LAPD, all kinds of stuff. 
Um, but so you were really getting entrenched in that. Mm-hmm. And so I'd felt like my commitments at here in Salem were lifting. And so, but I had one year left and so we did a long distance relationship and that's honestly, that's like a whole nother thing in and of itself. That's like a show in and of itself of how do you successfully maintain and foster relationship in a long distance setting? Because mm-hmm. it's very possible and we did it. Um, yep. But we did two years. I went down to LA. We did two years of that. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> then I popped the question. He did indeed. Yeah. I wanted to get engaged <laughs> like six months after we were dating. And I was begging and pleading to the Lord. I was like, please, God. And I'll tell you, I mean, because as a missionary, you're poor. You're really poor. Mm-hmm. And I wanted something that was a, a beautiful ring. I wanted to not like, here, I'll get you this. I'll, I'll get you this little uh, vending machine ring. And then I'll we get have, you. So there's thing. some cute stories. Sure. Of course. But rings. that's just the way I was. Yeah. I just didn't want um fancy yeah and so um but the money just wasn't coming in and so it wasn't until two years later i feel like you and i had to really walk through some stuff um and that again is a whole episode in and of itself um you know but um maybe one day we'll we'll talk Mm -hmm. about it and and walk some youngins or people who uh are in between relationships single single friends yeah um doesn't matter your age um but uh yeah. So, um, it wasn't until two years after we started dating that mm-hmm. God just literally dropped the money and it was mm-hmm. like family members that were like, mm-hmm. Hey, I want you. And I had been looking at like a ring and he, they're like, Hey, this is for the ring. And it was the exact money the ex- like to the penny that I needed. Um, and so yeah. it just, God is very much for that. He wants us to get married, but he wants our marriages to last. And again, that's a whole nother subject in of itself, uh, a whole nother episode. But I proposed to you on August 4th, 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did indeed. How did I do that? <laughs> how did, how did your, how did your future husband propose amazing. to you? It's pretty amazing. It's very unique. And uh, I think by, Almost by the beginning of the day, I knew that he was going to propose, but I didn't want to think about it too much just in case he didn't on the off chance. I didn't want to get upset that he hadn't proposed, but I mean, he started off with a scavenger hunt. Now, ladies, a scavenger hunt. That is not a normal day-to-day date that you go on with your boyfriend. And so... I, even though, you know, we had some amazing dates uh, and Jeff has always been really creative, but he, I have this little scrapbook that he made me. I have it here. And this is how my scavenger hunt began. Okay. So to start with, it was important for, it was important for me to, to have something that was memorable. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I guess I'm just, I, I really put a lot of thought into these things and Mm -hmm. me being, you know, film type guy, I said, how I want it to be something memorable, like that would be in a movie, you know, and there's some yeah. people who go way hardcore. Like I made a whole movie, uh, I've seen those there's all over YouTube and stuff, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this, I, this is something tangible. So anyways, yeah. So he did this, he put this together when he was, uh, he had come down to be with me, but also to staff, uh, in the media department that the Los Angeles YWAM base had. And at that point, you were kind of like the head guy there. Ish. Yeah. yeah. And so he, uh, in between working, he was also working on my scavenger hunt. 
And I'm not going to show you everything, but I'm just going to show you a couple. Well, show them the first one. <laughs> so this is what it, it's, it yeah. says, a mapalicious map. First, so this, yeah. I said, so this is a map of our day. And this is California and LA right there. Boom. Uh -huh. um, right. And I said, this is a map of our relationship. Yeah. So I, being a journaler and, and all that stuff, I combed through the dates, the dates yeah. that we, that we said we loved each other. The first time we held hands, our first date, uh, our first couple of dates, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Guys. I went hardcore. Guys. Yeah. Single or married. It's a good idea. He's yeah. got some good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I show them the next? Yeah, page? you can. Yeah, can you, you can read can it. Can you read it? Oh, I fine, want I'll you to read, read it because you have to do it in the voice. Okay. <laughs> so this is this. It says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. There's me training with Master Yoda, and there's me with a, a lightsaber, Jedi Master. You're eating noodles. <laughs> eating noodles. Uh, it says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. A young boy of the planet Salem falls in love with a beautiful princess. Before their love can truly bloom. She is taken by the evil Sith Lord, Darth Los Angeles. <laughs> the young boy knows what must be done. He must study under Master Yoda and Master the Jedi ways and rescue his love from tyranny. The Sith Lord, Darth Los Angeles, must pay. And he paid. <laughs> oh, he paid? All right. So anyways, we go through blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so yeah. each day I would go, hey, do you remember this day? Do you remember this day? Uh -huh. And they're all dated. Do you remember this day? Do you remember this day? And then there was also back to this is pre GPS <laughs> being in your phones. So this is all like Google maps. So she didn't know where we were going, but we started from our starting location and she would just tell me where to go. Hey, mm -hmm. turn right here, get onto this freeway, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so then we would show up and I would yeah. say, Hey, and then I would turn the page and I would say, uh, do you remember this day? And it was, Hey, this is our first date. It was Thai food. And so there was like it was all this... significant days. Yeah. So it was all coincided. So then we went like to a movie on one of our first mm -hmm. dates. And so we went to go see a movie and we went to coffee on another day. So we went to coffee and it was all of our favorite places in LA. Reliving all our memories. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I also knew that you being who you are, she's not one of those people that's like, I'm going to, I'm going to bring out my girlfriend out to the middle of the stadium in front of thousands of people. Yeah, I know. Lauren Brooke Tharp, 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 or Lauren Brooke Duarte, Duarte, Duarte. Will you marry me in front of all these people? Like I knew it was like, no, I know my girl. She wants a quiet. So guys pay attention to what your girl likes. Okay. Yeah. Don't just do something. Yes. You think it sounds like a good idea. You gotta, you gotta know. It's great advice. It's important. Um, so mm -hmm. I said, uh, there's a there's like little things in here like lift up here you know and like the big little you know it's like so it's sort of like a fun little thing and like so anyways we get to this day august 4th 2010 uh -huh. and i the entire day i've been going do you remember this day do you remember this day and i go do you remember this day and so we went to like a park and it was a picnic and it was all cozy and fun mm -hmm. and uh and i said do you remember this day and she goes yeah this is today and i go this is also the day that i asked you to be my wife and then i went Bam, 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 bam. And, then um, he, down on me. and then he air guitared and no, that was me, before, he, but he sang me a song, a cold play song called yeah. Green Eyes because she has green eyes, yeah, so more hazel, but yeah, yeah, it worked. Yeah, <laughs> we always just went with it. Yeah, <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, and then I made her a mix, mix CD because that's back yeah. when you used to do that. So, last things last, so it's first things first, yeah. that last things last. Yep, like what you're hearing. 
Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. It's a masterpiece. Masterpiece. There we go. Yep. And it's right there. Still like, I like to look back at to this day, and I just absolutely love it. And his pictures, you didn't even show them half the pictures. He drew pictures in there. Yeah, they're pretty great. Uh, Matt, yes, I air guitared like in Bill and Ted's oh, Excellent yeah. Adventure. <laughs> so... He went full on. That's what my Circle K is, Mug. If you ever see me use my Circle K, it's strange things are afoot at the Circle K. That's It's a line from Bill and <laughs> Excellent Adventure. Okay, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about yeah. our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really just a time for us to get get to know people, to get to yeah. know you, yeah. get to know me a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so okay, well, I'm going to stop you and go back two years to when we first met she loves telling this and it's going to come up later. So I'm just going to deal with the damage. What's the thing you love to tell people when I first, you know, you started, I noticed you, what was the thing that? Oh yeah. So ladies, body language. She loves telling this. Yeah. So body language can tell you a lot. And I never thought I was like super observant of body language, but when I saw Jeff strutting by (laughs) one day I'm outside and I'm just like doing some homework outside on the benches. And this is before I think we, yeah, this is before we ever talked, but I saw Jeff walk by and like, there's this thing that, you know, men do when they're like trying to impress and they puff their chests out. The, and so the, I just remember peacock. Just, just like, yeah, they're totally peacocking, <laughs> just totally strutting by strutting by like not looking side to side. I look like, uh, I think Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And that's how I knew he was attracted to me. <laughs> yes, because I puffed up my chest and I went squawk, squawk. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you peacock. <laughs> yep. And that made it really obvious. Yeah, no kidding. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh okay, so we've been married for eleven going on twelve years. Yep. In June. Yeah, and then we dated, you know, we basically were dated engaged for like a mostly three years so we've been together for a long time yeah we're long distance for one year 2008 yeah so since 2008 and um what are some of the most valuable lessons that you learned in those years of marriage so many because there's some good nuggets good nuggets in there that i think one of the number ones for me personally was uh when you get in those heated arguments take a moment tell your husband or your wife that you need a moment, you walk away and you take that moment and you breathe and you clear the air until you're not thinking with your emotions anymore. And then you can say, if you there, there's hurt there, but you know it's not rational. Thing that we've learned to do is to say, I felt this way when you said this. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that the person meant to do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that that was their intention because it's not. You know, most of the time, the, the person we're with, they're not trying to hurt us. Um, they love us. And so recognizing, but recognize that there's still hurt there. And to kind of just talk it out together and just yeah. say, I felt this way when you said this. Mm-hmm. Um, and to listen and to understand. Huge. It's huge. huge. That was like the biggest, you know, and I still, we still have to do it. Like, I don't, I'm not perfect Yeah, I mean, you're never like, yeah. don't get caught up in the conflict is inevitable in any relationship whether that's a platonic relationship or whether that's Mm -hmm. a romantic relationship it's going to happen because we're Mm -hmm. not perfect individuals 
Mm-hmm. And um, oh, we just hit 23,000 subscribers on YouTube. Woo! What up, everybody? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> they just told me. Um, so, anyways, I accept the reality that conflict is inevitable. I think that there's this lie, and Satan is very crafty. There's this lie that says, hey, if you get in an argument, that actually means that you guys aren't in love. And that actually means that you guys aren't right together and you guys should just stop. And don't, is, aren't you mad that they said that to you mm-hmm. that way? Aren't you, you should, you should do, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. How are you going to, you know what? They don't like you. They don't appreciate you. They don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can just not be the case. Yes. There are people that are in abusive relationships where that is the case, but yes. I'm talking about a general, general concept and i think he's always going to target you where your weak points are absolutely because he's always done it before when you were single he'll do it when you're married he will target the places where you have where you're not complete in christ yeah and uh or he'll try to bring up old things where you've received deliverance you've healed you've been restored and he'll still try to you know bring up those things in any relationship but especially in marriage because he hates family he hates marriage yeah um he hates anything that reflects god And so he really goes after family. Well, and I think too, it's important. And this is kind of what I think God had us walk through. The two years we were together before we got engaged was really getting us to understand. Because we knew right out of the gate, we're like, our goal is unity. Our Mm -hmm. goal is, is, is being together. And I had a lot of anxiety about when we first started dating. I had a lot of anxiety about like, I, I I want this to work. I, cause we knew we were, I mean, at that point we knew we were going to marry each other. Like it was, it was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I want our marriage to last and I want to, and I would get really worried. And I remember just talking to God about it and he kind of walked me through a couple of close friendships I had at the time, still do, mm-hmm. but at the time and, and, um, and he was like, showing me all these different, all my guy friends. And he was like, Hey, are you friends with so-and-so still? And I was like, yeah. And, and he's like, have you had arguments with them? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, why are you still, why are you still friends with them? And I said, well, because that conflict isn't greater than our mutual desire to be unified, mm-hmm. to be friends, um, that any disagreement we might have isn't doesn't outweigh our desire to be friends and the value that each of us brings Mm. to the table Mm -hmm. and he said do that in your marriage and it will succeed Mm. and so that's what we've done and i think that it's not it it does not mean allowing the other person to walk all over you that's and again this is like a whole thing in and of itself i think it's really important to know that but ultimately going and i've talked about touched on this a little bit on the show but but recognizing Hey, like if I say something, you misunderstand it. Mm-hmm. Your feelings are hurt based off of the misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I can correct it, right? Mm-hmm. I can correct it. Like, no, that's sure. not that's not what I meant. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does. It's important to to speak the truth and be like, hey, no, this is actually what I meant. But now she has to deal with the emotions of the misunderstanding, the things she thought I said that I didn't say. She has to deal with those emotions, or I do, mm-hmm. and um, I can go either way. And I think that it's important to not, I've seen a lot of failure in marriages and relationships because they double down and are like, how could you, how could you say, how could you think that about me? And look, are we perfect at it? No, no. but I think the, the, the goal is unity. The mm-hmm. goal is, okay, that's, that's the goal. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the goal that all of us should have. 
and it needs to be a mutual decision because if it's only one person and the other person's a stick in the mud and it's just like nope it's all your fault everything's your fault well Mm -hmm. i got news for you buddy sometimes it's your fault um (laughs) so uh i think that but that recognize it that realization of like okay hey i recognize that what you're feeling is real regardless Mm -hmm. of of if it it was true or not what you're feeling is real and so reconciling that and not being like i'm sorry for the the thing you did and like don't apologize as if you did it, yeah. but just go, work through those emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. I think that was a big one for us. That's huge. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many lessons. Like the Bible has all of the answers, to be honest, you know, on how to how to be married, oh, yeah. uh, how to be any in any relationship. Yeah. Um, I think we were both fortunate, though, to have been raised uh, with parents that really, you know, may have not been perfect in everything, but they right. did raise us in how we should go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even if you mess that up as a parent, like you still taught your child the way they should go, you know, and you did your best um, to raise them. Like that's, that's kind of how I see it. Like with my parents is like, they did such a great job in teaching me truth and exemplifying that for me. And I know not everyone has that, but they can be that if you didn't have that, you can be that for your child. You can be what you didn't have. And I have so many friends that didn't have that. They didn't have uh, the childhood that I had. And I just see it as a testimony either way. You know, it is a blessing from God that we were raised with the values that we were given that kept us safe, that kept us alive, um, that, that helped us be where we are today. But then people that didn't, we have a lot of friends that didn't have guidance. They didn't have, um, their parent or they didn't have it until later in life, you know, and God still protected them. God makes up for all those differences. And um, it's just, we all have a testimony, you know, right. and it's all of the goodness of God and, and where we didn't get parented by our parents. God will parent, you know, God will be your parent. If you want to parent, even if you're an adult, totally grown and raised, God will parent you. Yep. You know? so, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of just an overview of all those very dense subjects. Yeah, I, We're going to be getting to your guys' testimonies here in a second, but I wanted to cover one more thing because it's, um, mm-hmm. I've kind of, I, I've talked a lot about just the, the warfare that happens when you're in a position like this um, and being the face of something um, can make you the target, kind of paints a target on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that you've been as much a part of this, even though you work in a different department, just because you and I have one flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, I am an outward processor and I am also, we share everything that's mm-hmm. going on in our lives with one another. And mm-hmm. so you've very much been a process, part of this process for this past year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're not seen. Yeah. You're not officially, you know, part of the team in terms of like being on the payroll or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, but you very much so have been, and you've been a great counselor to, mm-hmm. you know, it hard things. Sometimes people are mean and they say mean things that they shouldn't say. Uh, and, uh, you know, and so, and it's it, those things, it was, it took a lot to walk through those things. Mm-hmm. And you were definitely there with me to help me with that. Um, but mm-hmm. um, what have you learned mm-hmm. over the course of this year and it can be stuff that you observed for me or stuff that was on your own um i think i learned one of the big things is that like especially when you're married you you go through through things together even if you're not literally like jeff is the host of the show but watching him and and spiritually like we get you know 
spiritually, we both get attacked um, when it comes to the stance that, you know, we're taking with Elijah fire. And I think one of the biggest things I've noticed you walk through, Jeffrey, is that you will experience a lot of warfare there the day of or the week of you have um, a particular it's usually it's all the time, honestly, uh, it'll just look different. Yeah, and sometimes different. it'll feel more intense in, yeah. in different ways, in physical ways or through thoughts, negative thoughts. Um, but I think one of the things I've, I've really admired about you and also has been a lesson to me is when you have those things, it would be easy to step aside and say, no, I have, I have a headache. I have a migraine, you know, he's had migraines and, and to take these things, um, and just, you know, take a day off or whatever. Um, and yeah, there's sometimes when you're sick, you just need to, uh, but I think just taking a stance and just saying, no, but God has called me to this place and he will give me what. I need. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things overall is that where God places you, wherever he's calling you to, which is everyone on this chat, wherever he's placed you, he's going to provide everything you need. Yep. So it's not just when we think of provision, we think of finances, but it's so much more than that. I think yeah. that's what I've recognized is that we need more than just finances. We need a prayer team. We need intercessors. We need um, support of a family, whether that's a, a literal or spiritual or, or both like that. Those are some of the big things I think is having that support, having a community, um, uh, a house, like whatever it is that you need, God's going to provide it for the thing that he's calling you to. And sure. maybe you don't see it right now, but when you step out, when you take that step out into the deep end, those things will be there. And, and maybe it'll just be step by step by step. But like, that's the thing that I think we've noticed in missions, <laughs> That's where it really started growing our faith was uh, being a poor missionary, having no finances, you know, and now we can support, we can support missionaries, mm -hmm. you know, um, but it started with what little we had and it started with trusting God um, for those things. And it was just, we've just seen him provide a, a, an abundance of everything that yeah. we need when we so, need it. So good. Um, so faithful. You know, whether it be a car, like, um, whether it be, you know, maybe for your kid or for, you know, not just for you, but it's like God will will take those things when you step out. So I think fear is often the thing that keeps us, the, the, the need for security is what keeps us where we're at. And I think that the biggest thing I can say is when you step out, he will provide, he will give you what you need. Yep. You know, he'll give you the boldness. For me, it looks like boldness. You know, I'm an introvert. Uh, Public speaking, speaking in front of anyone is like not my but forte. Most people don't realize that about yeah. you. You're really good, like in person, and anybody meets her. Yeah, like, I like. Oh, I didn't I'm, know she was an introvert. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she is. I'm social. I like yeah. to spend time with people. Um, but God gives me boldness. You know, that's a provision for me is boldness. So wherever you lack, that's a provision um, that He gives, and He's gonna always use you in places where you don't feel comfortable. So get used to it. Absolutely, and yeah. I think it's like even when you're stepping out and you're trusting the Lord like you were talking about, you know, having um, mentors around you and, and a prayer team, God will bring those people. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's this, sometimes there are people who are doing things that they shouldn't be doing. They want it. They're doing them because they, they're like, God's calling me to do this. But really it's them saying really subconsciously, they're like, mm -hmm. no, I want this. This is what I want. Right. And sometimes God's just not in it. And, you know, they're like, I'm not seeing any, any, you know, and then there are some of you who are, have stepped out and you're still, you're stepping out in faith and you're really like, God's going to need to pull through, but yeah. I, I'm choosing to stand on this. I'm choosing to believe this. And it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's not, 
it's not a one size fits all thing. I mean, for us, every week is different. Yeah. Like what we need, what we're, you know, um, what we're going through, how the enemy's trying to attack us like, it can be so different from week to week, but um, God is so faithful. And I mm-hmm. think for me, it's like, I'm a total, total like warrior, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I'm like, you know, like I remember one time we were going to have Yvonne on the show and I got hit with a migraine half an hour before. Yeah. And I got, I got angry, dude. <laughs> I, I was so mad at the devil. And I was like, I don't care if I can't see, I'm going to yeah. do this interview. Yeah. And so I was just like, Ugh! and you know, but that's provision too. Yeah. And God gives you the strength to pull through and, or that just like inner righteous anger like no you know like even that's a gift from god like god well if you're feeling like you know maybe apathetic or you're feeling like removed from a situation it's like god will bring that as you step out but sometimes you just have to do that thing and i think apathy has been something that i've struggled with in my life in my walk with god and recognizing that i have to walk beyond those emotions you know walk beyond the comfort and walk beyond um, the thing that wants to keep me there, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that looks like, maybe fear, you know, it, I think for a lot of people, it boils down to fear, a lot of us, you know, yeah. and so it is literally trusting him each step of the way and sure. having a community really, really helps having mentors really helps, but even just starting with a friend, you know, and if maybe that's what you need for a provision, uh, you need a friend, you know, and my mom's prayed with me about a friend because I, I just wanted, I got to this place where I wanted somebody that I could be at the same spiritual level with, and I could just share some experiences with. And uh, my mom prayed with me a long time ago for a friend and he sent, he sent a great one. So um, yeah, he cares about those things too, whatever it may be that you need. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. Very good. good. Amen. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Are you ready to go into some, some, uh, yeah, let's do some testimonies. Some testimonials. I absolutely love you guys. And I think that like, you have no idea how much encouragement means, um, especially because of how for my, myself, Mm -hmm. my team, um, you know, sometimes even you Um, get thrown in the mix, uh, you know, of, of, of uh, encouragement and 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 prophetic words. I just want to say one of my favorite things, because I usually can't watch the shows live because I'm working. I'll like peek in every now and then, but I'm usually like deep in my work. Um, when the shows are going live, but I like to, uh, when I do watch, I love to look at the live comments. Like that's one of my absolute favorite things is to see you guys building each other up as a community, like we were talking about and encouraging one another, you know, and praying for one another without anyone saying, Hey, pray for this person. You just take initiative and you do it. And so it's been a great example to me of how the body of Christ can operate online together. Like we can have a community. And so I just love your guys's love for Elijah fire and each other. And I I think that's one of the most amazing things that I've seen come out of this. Yeah. It's really unique. And I think my, my heart, your heart is Mm -hmm. definitely for unity within the body of Christ. And that means Mm -hmm. denominational divides being broken. And I think that, you know, we're seeing that bit by bit. There's a, uh, an increasing different variety of individuals. And a lot of that is because I, I try to capture that within the guests that we have on too. Mm-hmm. Where it's not just, I told Steve, I said, Hey, my generation, they were our generation. We're not as, I want them to care about prophecy. Mm-hmm. I want them to care about 
apostolic ministry. I want them to be fivefold minded because mm-hmm. that's the way we're supposed to be. But there's a lot of people who aren't there yet. And if I give them the fire hose and I, I need to have a little bit more freedom to be able to bring in some people from outside the fold, outside of our, and he said, absolutely. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And he's been so supportive. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. And so it's been a really cool process to bring in, you know, we'll have people like, yeah, Justice Heal, formerly Justice Enloe, is mm-hmm. Johnny Enloe and, and Elizabeth Enloe's daughter, but she's very intellectually minded. She's more in, mm-hmm. intellectually minded. And I want because there are people in the body of Christ who are more intellectually minded. They're not as taken to, and she even ta- talked about that in her interview and we mm-hmm. have all kinds of other people. And so that's our heart. And yeah. that's, that's really our, both our hearts is, is really just capturing what God is doing across the body of Christ. And it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, look, here's an arm this week. Hey, look, here's, here's a foot this week. Hey, here's the, <laughs> the elbow this week. And, <laughs> Um, all the body parts. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that to me is so exciting because yeah. um, I just love people. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, if we can, if I can grab a hold of somebody who was making fun of the prophetic like I was years ago, one week and the next week, God has totally grabbed a hold of them because there was that right person that God brought along their path. Mm-hmm. So that's really what it's about, you know? Uh, and some of them might not be your style. That's cool. You know, like that's, I'm, I'm cool with that, you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, but I just, I'm so grateful for all of you guys, mm-hmm. um, whether you're a regular in the live chat or whether you uh, have even, even now have uh, you feel a little bit of trepidation about, you know, building up the courage to write us and give us an encouragement or a prophetic word. Mm-hmm. Um, we're totally, we're totally down. Oh, we love it. We're totally yeah. open. Yeah. And, and that's part of the process mm-hmm. is even if it's, Hey, you know, you've been wanting to say something you're like, no, that's dumb because you know, Jeff should know that God loves him. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you need to hear it some way. Yes. You really do. Yeah. And so I that, let that be an encouragement to all of you watching that. Like, even if there's something that you're, and this isn't like an invitation, ha ha, send me everything you've got. Let's send me all of you. Shower me with praise. That's not it. I think I just want to partner with what God is doing in your life. And, Mm -hmm. and even if it's on a small scale, you know, we're a small Mm -hmm. team, we can't engage with everybody. Um, There's some people whose responses are still pending on messages they've sent us. Um, Sorry for the delay. Um, It's not on purpose. Right. But um, I just, I want you to get this, I want you to, to, to hear from God, mm-hmm. to step out in faith, to be bold. Like that's what I care about mm-hmm. and to have the Elijah fire ignited in you. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> let's go through some of these testimonials. We got Aaron Dionarin. I think that's how you say your last name. I see you in the live chat a lot. You've been a great encourager. Mm-hmm. So hi, Aaron. Hello. Uh, he said my favorite guests and moments. Kelsey O'Malley's series, Living in the Spirit. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty solid. Shines a light on taking care of our souls and feeding our spirit man. And then Krista Elisha is a powerhouse prophet who's always making sure that everyone hears Jesus for the first time. And then Andrea Mm. Hobart works in the airline industry, rescuing children from trafficking, operates in an atmosphere of grace and peace. Yes, she's going to be on on Friday as well, which is going to be awesome. She's awesome. 
Uh, and then Steve Schultz, 100th episode special was very emotional. Such compassion mm. and forgiveness that comes from dude for real. So good. That made me cry. Yeah, I've heard his story quite a few times, you know, working with him, but never, never in like that much detail in chronological mm. order. I would say I knew about 70 ish percent of it, but mm -hmm. nothing constructed that way. It was just, it was powerful, man. So yeah, absolutely, Aaron, 100% agree. Thank yeah. you. Um, uh, and then Chris, Christelle, Christelle, Crystal, Christelle, uh, Christel. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to give you a bunch of variants. You know who you are. Yeah. Uh, Christelle, all the way from South Ooh, Africa. Woo! She's been to South yeah, Africa. Yeah, I've been to South Africa. We love South Africa. Yeah. I went there on a missions trip. Yes. Yeah. We have some friends from South Africa. Yeah. I don't remember where they're from, but they're from, you know, they're representing the New old. Bird? I don't know. Yeah. Joburg. Joburg, not jo Joburg. Johannesburg. Johannesburg. Sorry, yeah, it's a Joburg. Berg. They call it Joburg. They call it Joburg for short. The people that <laughs> That's what there, the locals call they, it. I think they actually do call it Joburg. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, right. it's been a long time. She yeah. says, I am so grateful for Elijah List and Elijah Fire. So much healing and revelation has come through listening to you guys. I now have mm. such a heart for America. Wow. During COVID and lockdowns, these videos were my comfort and encouragement. I've learned so much from you guys. My relationship with God has grown a hundredfold. I praise the Lord for you, uh, for you guys were obedient and didn't give up. Man, see, that's what it's all about, yeah, man. Because so you get good. so focused on like the day to day and like, oh, that person said <laughs> yep. that thing that rubbed me the wrong way, you know, or like that one comment, yeah, or like you know, just communication breakdowns at work or, you know, just you, you're grumpy or whatever. And, and that's ultimately what it's about is it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about, uh, it's, it's about like getting out of the way and letting God do his thing and people. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's mm -hmm. it. So, uh, yeah. Annette, a, mine is an, an encouragement because I learned so much of what is going on in the world as um, as church doesn't teach a lot of these things. So mm -hmm. I've been blessed tremendously. My, mm -hmm. May God continue to bless this great ministry and the people ab abundantly. Amen. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Annette. yes. Very true. I didn't learn this stuff in my church. Yeah, either. I didn't either. Most of it. Yeah. yeah. And I've said this a couple of times, a couple of times on the show, but I think mm -hmm. it's in first or second Corinthians. And, uh, you know, he says, desire all gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And I remember I was working here when that happened because I was yeah. still, both you and myself were like brought into this. Mm -hmm. um, and so we kind of have a unique perspective um, and also a hunger and curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. But I remember yeah. reading that verse, desire all gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And mm -hmm. I remember just being like, where has this verse been like, I literally yeah. is like my eyes opened to it all of a sudden. And I, I don't know if it was like when I would yeah. read it in the past, I was like, yeah, I don't know about that one. I'm just going to pass by it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, teaching, I feel like we have so many good teachers that we get through here that just explain, demystify things and just explain them so well. Right. I've learned, I mean, through the Elijah list as a whole. Um, but yeah, definitely on fire. I feel like there's a, a great, you know, we got a lot of good teachers out there that God has just given them multiple gifts. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yay, and this one is more. from Christy Ann Ford, our Hi, friend, Christy Ann Ford, Christianity. <laughs> um, that's how she told me to remember yeah, her name. Yeah. So Christianity. Uh, she says this year, Elijah Fire has provided practical tools. All believers should have deliverance, healing, revelation, mm -hmm. 
These are gifts of the spirit that many believers miss out on. I've especially enjoyed listening to many episodes with my daughter who just entered middle school. I've heard, uh, I've heard a transformation in her faith as she's declaring good news from the authority she has in Christ. I was especially touched by the Deliverance series with Jennifer Martin. Yes. And I really identified greatly with Harmony Klingenmeyer. I also foster and adopt a boy named Brandon, who's mm -hmm. really cute. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I got to meet him a couple weeks back. Uh, thank you for your faithful, fun, gracious approach to faith, learning and bringing good news to the world. God bless you, Christiane. Yeah. That's what it's all about. We're good. You know? Um, and yeah. man, honestly, that the Jennifer Martin mm. series was like, you want to like go out start out with a bang. Like that was how you do it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of these are going to really, I just feel like that one was so appropriate to start with. So if you haven't watched our series, if you're watching on mm. YouTube, go to the playlist. We have different series, teaching series. We have two in development right now that we're going to announce soon. Mm -hmm. Um, we've kind of been taking like a month and a half off as we just kind of wait. I don't want to rush mm -hmm. them. I want them to, I don't want to just do one. Cause I'm like, I have to do one. Yeah. Um, and so it was just kind of a bit of a faith thing to trust that he was going to provide any price too. And they're going to be amazing. Yeah. So I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, um, so good. yeah, but, uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I had a lady write me and she was like, yeah, our church has been using this, the format for deliverance and stuff in these series. And it's like, I'll tell you, like, I did not foresee a church, to be taking those series, God just said, do these because yeah. people need to be equipped. And there's a, there's a wave coming of people mm -hmm. who are either new believers or are being awakened to deeper things and they need to be equipped and, and, and taught. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. You're like, I didn't know anything else other than that. So well, it's just like resources now for yeah. people. They're always going to be yep. here. I know it was a resource for me. Like I didn't, I, I knew a little bit about deliverance, but not in a practical way. You know, I'd witnessed it and stuff, but I think just again demystifying all those things so that we can know, hey, this is really practical, actually. You know, um, and and simple. Like we don't, I think sometimes we work it up, but it's it's quite simple. You know, yep. harmony was great too. I just for family in general, yeah, like her message awesome. of family is so good. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So okay, this is from. Heaven Project. Oh, this guy, he's great. I just met him. Uh, this year uh, has and is a real blessing. Bought my first house and a new motorcycle. Oh, Both are awesome, but the biggest blessing in is having Elijah List, Elijah Streams, and Elijah Fire and all their partners being introduced to me by my mama. Oh. I heard and watched it before, but started. I started watching Intelligence Briefing with Robin. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. for, you want to go deep? Go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> From the, the beginning, listening to him and others unleashing such a hunger in me that I began to deep or dive deeply, studying the word, listening, watching, self-examining exam, myself and getting rid of stuff not needed. Dude. Mm -hmm. And he's also got this, um, he's wanting to do like car designs. And so right now he's mm -hmm. using um, a game engine through um, Forza, which is uh, like a racing game. I believe it's Forza. Um, but um and he does like different car designs and he designed one for Elijah fire too. It was really fun. That's so awesome. yeah. Um, very cool. So keep it up. Heaven project. Um, God's got great, 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 great things so in cool. store for you. And mm. we need people in the car automotive industry. Amen. So and cars are cool. Great. Um, so, cool. so, uh, let's see Francis. Yeah. I enjoy all these with a side of popcorn. What will happen next? Tune in next week for more episodes of the hand of God. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yes. 
Yes. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Me too. I'm exactly the same yeah. way. I'm like, I don't know. Let's yeah. let's see what happens yeah, next literally. next episode. I, I we have a plan, but it's, it's I try loose. to keep it loose because yeah. the Holy Spirit is very important. We need to embrace a culture where we're not so fixated on no God, you're on my schedule. Like, man, you want to talk about grieving the spirit of God? Like, yeah. that's how you do it. And we've done it too long in the church. And so I try to keep a little bit more of a loose, you know, keep it open, keep it open, you know, have safety nets, you yep. know, but whatever. Aww. And then we got James McBride, our friend Jim, Jim who we went Jim. to Star Wars celebration with, Yay. hailing all the way from Michigan. He says, wow, Jeff and Lauren, Elijah Fair is one year old. As both of you know, I'm in my early 70s and have been a follower of Jesus since college 50 years ago. I'm not in any traditional ministry, but I've tried to be a witness to God's grace over my long career in government, politics, business, and economic development. He knows so much. Yeah, he does. So uh, over the years, I've seen many church trends come and go and seen many leaders rise and fall. I have felt the pull of the Holy Spirit in new realms while the fire of God has continued to purge and refine me. But I have to say that your show has helped me spiritually, my spiritual growth in more ways than I can count. After watching your show, I was encouraged to go on, on a spiritual retreat last February, which included a stop at Robin Bullock's church in Warrior, Alabama. Hmm. Afterwards, I had a very vivid dream in which Robin Bullock told me that I had become a seer and that my prophetic hmm. gift would continue to grow. I also had a meeting with Donna and Jack Rigney, who are amazing people. Mm -hmm. I Donna is Donna's seriously so great. Uh, at their church in Florida and publicly prophesied for the first time ever during their mm -hmm. service. Donna said that the word I gave had confirmed a word that the Lord had given her earlier that day. That spiritual retreat was truly a life-changing experience. Then later in May, I had a great honor of meeting you both at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, California. Yeah, so good. Oh, it was the best. So I, I felt a very strong bond with you both and it considered you to be two of my very close friends. Then Kelsey O'Malley prophesied about me on your July 1st show. And I, that was the final of the Living from the Spirit series, episode four. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, show. And that was way beyond anything I'd ever experienced before. Jeff, you described that prophecy as crazy accurate and you were right. I was totally undone by the experience. Kelsey said, I had the heart of the father for mentoring and I have been learning more about how to be a spiritual father. None of this would have ever happened if you had not stepped out in faith and started this channel. I'm so thankful for you, Jeff and Lauren, for bringing Elijah fire to all of us. And I love you both. Oh, Aww, Jim. I love you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, let's see. How, how many more do we have? We're just going to read through them. We're going to do it yeah, because you know go. what? Um, we're just going to do it. Okay. Dustin. Hi, my name is Dustin Sanford. I'm thankful for your ministry. Uh, thanks, Dustin. Dustin. I'm thankful for you watching and that you're getting stuff out of this. Like that's this, the, that is the biggest blessing. Great. Hi, that's Dustin. Whoa, who's this? It is Susan Duarte. That is, oh, well, that's her old name. It's that's not name. Susan, Susan Sears. Susan Sears. Yeah. Uh, this is my mom. And she says, Steve, I just wanted to tell you how grateful I am that you listened and obeyed when God told you to start your ministry. First of all, you have blessed my kids, Lauren and Jeff, with wonderful jobs, but also this ministry has renewed my fire for the Lord. Yes. Given me insight and helped me understand that God is truly love and compassionate. It has changed my perception of who I am and how he views all those around me. 
thank you. God, uh, God's rich, rich blessings on you and your family and your ministry. Oh, uh, yeah. My mm -hmm. mom has really been blessed by this ministry. Yeah. Um, she has just totally had some crazy experiences and uh, has started a community of her own of ladies who are just meeting together because they're hungry for God. And they're on fire. And they're on fire. And some of them are probably listening. So shout out. Yeah. To my mom shout and her out to friends. all you people yeah, associated with yeah. Susan. Yeah. Do you want to read Nash's? Yeah, let's re read Nash. Illumination. We call her Nash. Yeah. Nash. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Illumination says, my testimony comes from a different perspective from a lot of the viewers here. Since I am Jeff's brain, quote unquote, it's true. True. Before I work on the Elijah list and started, before I worked at the Elijah list and started working on Elijah Fire, I was experiencing a lot of brokenness. But through working with Jeff, Lauren, and Julie, shout out to Julie. We shout out to Julie. Julie. We love Julie. Hi, Julie. Um, the Lord has restored friendships and has helped me become more confident. I had no idea I had the capability to be a producer until the Lord literally threw me into it. Yep, that's how he does it. Uh, <laughs> But now it has it has grown to become a part of who I am. I thank the Lord for being able to work on this show, but also for the opportunity to watch people's lives be impacted by the Holy Spirit every day. To the viewers, thank you for being with us this year. It has been an amazing wild ride. I appreciate every single one of you. And a huge shout out to Jeff and Lauren, who have, have spoken so much into my life for the past year. Thank you for everything, uh, for always championing me. And I'm constantly reminded to seek the Lord's face and all glory for Elijah fire goes to him. Thank you, Illumination. That was really good. Boom. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then we've got, so these are all ones from this, but then we also have past, past, sorry, I'm trying to, uh, yeah, yeah. To read. past, let me finish what I'm trying to say. Past episodes. There we go. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I was like trying to move stuff around. Okay. Episode 79. Um, this is from episode 79. I'm not sure who that was, but um, Stephanie. Oh, hi, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. God has healed my nerve issues in my feet and left leg. Ooh. Hallelujah. Yes. I was able to run in place. Glory to God. I receive my healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. You are Jehovah Rapha, Aww. dude. So yes. cool. That's amazing. Oh, that was Tyler Medina, dude. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, that was actually the day. Here's another yeah, thing. Great, Here's um, another thing, guys. Episode. It's not about us. So yeah. there are times when I'm like, even if I'm tired and I'm like, I should end the episode, but I'm like, the Holy Spirit will be like, no, I want you to allow, I, like with Tyler Medina, he was like, yeah. get out of the way and let him do what I want to release through him. And I was like, yes, sir. You know, and I just, yeah. I just let Tyler go. And that was the fruit of it. So I think it's important again to not put our own like, come on, something I gotta do other stuff. Yeah, I nothing cried. is as important as being about the Lord's business, yeah. unless you agreed to something. Because the Bible says yes, yes, be yes, and no, be no. So be a good friend. If you told somebody that you're gonna be somewhere, help them. Be there. Be there. You, you know, help them. Whatever you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, okay, so this is Chris Elisha's bonus episode from a couple of weeks ago. Sarah. Uh, this is from Sarah. My stomach is healed after five years of gastritis. I can eat normally without medicine again. The Ooh. trauma is being broken and I'm being healed. Woo! Yay! Go, God. There we go. Awesome. 
Oh my goodness. That's That's awesome. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Okay, so this is is from the Elijah Fire series number one, Deliverance Mm -hmm. with Jennifer Martin, and it's part two of four. This is from Eve. God is so good. So I woke up this morning to a weird feeling on the right side of my lips, and lo and behold, blisters, and immediately told the devil to leave me alone. This was another attack from the enemy, but I wasn't winning this time um, either. I prayed and told God and didn't claim whatever, uh, whatever it is. And, and don't, cl- I prayed and told God, I don't claim whatever it is the devil is trying to do mm-hmm. before the day ends. I will be all right. I went on my day just worshiping and thinking Jesus and I am healed. I applied Amen. ointment on the area because it was stinging and, uh, believing that by tonight I will be healed. Then I remember that Jennifer was going to be on Elijah Fire later and watched part one of the series last night and told myself I will not miss any other parts as they air live. Shortly before she came on, I had felt really weird around my sinuses. And then when she went live and the video wasn't working for me, I made it just as she was starting her message, which was so good. I learned so much. And then her prayer at the end my God, I just felt the Holy Spirit all over my body. Uh, it started with a heavy weight on the top of my head and around my mm-hmm. neck, forcing my head to tilt forward. And then I just soaked in the Holy Spirit as he moved from my head to my toes. Within minutes, that weird mm-hmm. feeling around my sinus, gone. As she finished her prayer and she just rests in the spirit for a minute, I ended up burping. Then I felt that can be a sign of deliverance, yeah. everybody. So go watch the deliverance series if you haven't. Then I felt uh, so light and filled with joy. All this to say Jesus still still heals and just yep. have to trust he has got it and you are covered. Thank you, Jennifer and Jeff and Elijah Stream slash Elijah Fire team. Praise Jesus always and forever. So God bless cool. you, Eve. That's awesome. So cool. Yeah, that's something I learned from the deliverance that it can come through burping. Yep. Can, crazy. Can know it can also come delivered. from farting, which is crazy and embarrassing. You love that part. Yeah, I thought it was funny, but I didn't want it to happen to me. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, episode 99. This was with DeMonte, our boy DeMonte. Uh, yeah. and this is from Angela. So grateful for spiritual leaders in the body of Christ like DeMonte mm-hmm. and for uh, ministries like Elijah Fire that are providing a platform for this kind of conversation and teaching. So helpful and so needed. Being in the beginning stages of walking in and understanding some of these things, DeMonte's confidence from experience and his close connection with God brings so much assurance for the journey that I'm on with the Lord. I felt such a sense of covering and being advocated for as you guys were sharing. I totally agree about embracing the process God takes us through versus trying to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Although definitely still aiming to get to more of that chill place DeMonte describes. So many, it just takes time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many more comments I could share and questions I could ask, but ultimately just very grateful for all you guys, uh, put into sharing this episode. Thank you. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. 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 I love the way that DeMonte teaches as well. I think yeah. it's such a gift. It's definitely been awesome. instrumental for me and just walking in discernment and confidence mm-hmm. in that too. Just chilling out, just chill out. Just yeah. let God do his thing. Yeah. And that's his process getting our flesh out of the way, but. Yeah. It can be done. Okay, so this is also from Krista Elisha's bonus episode. This is from Andrea. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy Spirit told me to watch this, and oh my stars, <laughs> you covered so many topics that I've struggled with. 
I got out of the hospital three weeks ago and I faced death. Papa brought me Mm -hmm. back to life as he delivered me from the spirit of death. At this Mm -hmm. time or at that time, I felt him put something so big inside of me. So naturally, when I got out three days and three nights later, and I'm 33. Oh, check that. That's crazy. I was like, all right, let's do this. Nothing was happening. So that word was for me. I have a process to go through. I've been on a journey of finding out who Jesus is for a year and a half now, but couldn't move forward because of the spirits I carried. The deliverance was a grand miracle that so many people got to see. Thank you, Jeff and Krista. This is exactly what Papa wanted me to hear. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Okay, so this is from Kimberly. This is from the deliverance series, part four of four. Uh, so Kimberly says, mm-hmm. I was delivered from 58 years of baggage. Thanks to mm-hmm. you and the Holy Spirit through the Elijah Fire, Jennifer Martin team. Praise the Lord. Wow. That reminds me mm-hmm. really quick. We've got like two more testimonies. So we're almost done, everybody. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been gracious. We just want to celebrate you guys and what God is doing in your life. Um, there was a woman who is Catholic um, and she all of a sudden she was serving in her, her uh, church and she uh jennifer martin shared this recently on her social media so go check out you can get all the details but it was just crazy because she was so desperate for deliverance her Mm -hmm. church leaders couldn't do anything for her she tried to find other people then Mm -hmm. she stumbled across the deliverance series that that we did here on elijah fire with jennifer martin and that kind of began the process and then she found out jennifer martin was gonna be in her area and she went and ended up getting delivered of some I mean, severe, I mean, you can go watch the video. And she mm-hmm. said, I-, I want people to see this. I want, I want to make a mockery of the devil. I want him to mm-hmm. pay for what he did um, and show that I'm free now. Mm-hmm. And so go check that out. I think it's really like really recent. So if you're on Instagram or Facebook, it's, I, I think she's like in a green, a green. Um, I'm going to look it up really quick just so I don't lead people astray. Jennifer. Yeah, it's right. Um, yeah, she's like in a green dress. So it's posted like five days ago. Mm-hmm. It's a video. Yeah, yeah. So if you're on her Instagram, you can see it. I'm pretty sure it's on her Facebook and on her YouTube too. But mm-hmm. definitely go check that out. But I mean, when she was telling me, like Jennifer Martin was like, I got to call you. I got to tell you this is crazy. <laughs> and so she called me and I was just crying, man. Yeah. I couldn't stop crying. So it's just amazing. It's just like, it's such an honor to even be in a place like this. And it's not even, I'm not the one doing anything. Like, yeah. and it's just like, just providing a platform for these different people for you guys to get set free Mm -hmm. and to get it delivered and, and to get equipped. Like that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. So, so cool. All right. Um, this is from episode 65 with Sharla. I'm not sure what episode this is. Oh, Ross Johnston, John Johnston. Um, at 43 minutes, 59 seconds with Jeff, Jeff kicked off and this young man kept encouraging uh, I got a word of confirmation. Not even kidding. Not even. <laughs> She's like oh, very enthusiastic. Uh, oh my God is so good. Felt the the Holy Spirit melt all over me. I kept having a vision when I'm in prayer or just kicking uh, the can with Jesus uh, about my friend and me sitting in the travel trailer talking about over next stop our faith tour. Okay. You know what you said there. <laughs> Uh, we were, we were put together when she, uh, we were put together when she listened to Jesus and delivered me from some dark evil long story, but we know we, we are to do something for the kingdom. She's mm-hmm. gifted in ways and I'm gifted in other ways. And we both hear the Holy spirit. See, that's what you got to yeah. do. Opposites attract. Yep. You if carry different gifts. Just cause she's more 
equipped in one area than me doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm suddenly mm-hmm. that determines my value. I bring something that she doesn't bring, yeah. vice versa. Yeah. We all do. So that's really good. Uh, we both hear from the Holy Spirit. The broadcasts get another confirmation, which I asked for about our next steps. Nope, we don't have money, but God will take care of it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Elijah streams, Elijah fire for your love and obedience to God the Father. This is so crazy cool. FYI, Holy Spirit interrupted the, that connection or cr- connection for a purpose. Okay. So then finally, More. finally, episode 98, Cynthia. This was this was Jasmine, Jasmine Weiler's. Mm-hmm. Um, where she shared about being oh she was in a lesbian relationship and God delivered her from it. So if you guys haven't watched that episode, That's seriously good. go watch it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um gives a lot of insight. So anyway, she goes, to be quite honest, I was not going to listen to this broadcast. In hindsight, I am so glad that I did. Jasmine has given me a completely new outlook on the life she led and the one that I so greatly judge. Mm-hmm. We all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all done it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um this broadcast was has humbled me i will look at things in a whole new light now for that i thank you and i pray that you and your uh, newlywed husband she's talking to jasmine mm-hmm. have a life filled with god's blessings that is yeah. amazing see that's that's, that's another reason why we do this show because mm-hmm. if there's any part of a religious spirit that we've entertained it mm-hmm. needs to go it has to go in order for us to do right. what god needs to do through us and he mm-hmm. wants to do through us in this season mm-hmm. it's got to go mm-hmm. and so if there's an area where you maybe we have a guest where you immediately see them and you judge them and you're like no nah, i'm not going to judge i don't want to watch that or i don't i would encourage you to watch it that might be the one you need to watch and this is a perfect testimony of yeah. that so um yeah well I know there's a lot more testimonies. Um, you know, it's already a pretty long show. We kind of went an hour and a half. You wanted um, to just read everything, though. Yeah. It's a blessing to us, and we know that it's going to bless a lot of right. you guys. Yeah. So um, I'm glad. Yeah, they just told me the chat loves this, so I'm glad you guys loved it. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to do more stuff like this. And um, we've also talked about the possibility of just doing intermittently, like a Relationships 101 show where we answer questions about relationships um because it's something that god has really honored our efforts in Mm -hmm. and it's something that we can speak to um Mm -hmm. yeah uh maybe not so much parenting but uh that'll be next yeah but but (laughs) um but relationships at large and that can be friendships it can be romantic so if that's something you guys are interested in let us know in the chats Mm -hmm. and the comments um and uh, I think that would be really valuable for people just because mm-hmm. we bear the fruit of a good relationship. Like I'm, I can tell you, even if she and I got in an argument and I'm away, like when I had to work um, at the offices, I would be excited to see her when mm-hmm. I came home. Like, because again, a recognition of any arguments we had they're they're never, they will never get in the way of what our ultimate objective is and that's being conformed to the image of christ that's being one flesh that's mm-hmm. being unified yeah. and yeah i think it's cultivating a relationship like that's the thing we're really passionate about is cultivating a relationship whatever it may be you know i think especially in marriage but like as a family as a community when you're different from people you know like may, we have a lot in common but like we have so many friends that they they've married people who are the complete opposite and we're complete opposite in different ways 
Sure. But it's like learning, even learn, we've learned how to learn, to learn to do things that we love together. We naturally like. And then to know when, know, okay, that's your thing. This yeah, is, my, this thing. is my thing. Yeah. And, and I think um, just as like a last parting thing, if you are with somebody and you're expecting that they're going to solve this person is going mm-hmm. to be everything that I need them to be. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. They will not. Mm-hmm. And if somebody hasn't let you down yet, they will. They're going to. It's yeah. going to happen. The only person who is faithful through and through is Jesus. And that's the person that we should be conformed to the image of. That's the person who we should be uh, who we should be grafted to. Is is not her. She's not going to be every ounce of fulfillment for me. I can't be that for her. Um, Lulu's chewing plastic. Lulu very clearly cannot be that for us as well. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I just think that that's, I just wanted to say that too, that if you are in a place where you find yourself being like, maybe you recently got married and your husband or your wife isn't, you're not feeling that complete fulfillment because you need to do an analysis of yourself, take it before the Lord and ask, what are the areas where my flesh has gotten in the way where I let this person take the place of who you are supposed to be in my Mm -hmm. life, God. And that's, that, she and I were in that, you know, it, it was a process, but we got to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yeah, Lauren, can you do me a favor and can mm-hmm. you just pray for the people? Can you just um, can. pray a blessing over them, whatever? I can, I would love to. So Father God, I just thank you so much for this time. God, I thank you, God, that you have brought this community together. This wasn't us. This was all your idea from the very beginning. And so I thank you that you are building something here um, as as a community, but God, as individuals. And Father, you're using this platform to send us out to where you want us to go, God, Mm -hmm. where you've called us. And God, you are going to bless and you're going to provide in those areas where we need them. And God, I just speak for a boldness over people in this season, a boldness to go out and take that first little step, God, and, and take these testimonies, God, that we, we heard today and use that to bolster their faith, Father, because faith just grows. It grows things in us. It doesn't fall flat on the ground. It reproduces. And so I just thank you that you're taking this faith. You're taking um, these testimonies. And God, I know I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged to see what you're doing, not just healing people, but delivering people and opening eyes, God, giving revelation. Father, I thank you for the revelation that we've both received through this, God, and how humbling it is um, to even be in this position, Father. And I I thank you that um, you're being glorified. Ultimately, God, you're getting the glory for all of this. And we glorify you today as a family, as as a community, as the body of Christ, as all the body parts that we are, uh, you know, and all of our weirdness and all of our the strange things that we are as individuals and, and somehow we make a beautiful body. We make a beautiful bride of Christ. And so I thank you, God, that that's how you see us as this yeah. beautiful bride. God, you see the end result. You see the pure bride. And I thank you for that. And I just speak that blessing, the blessing over this community, God. I say be blessed in Jesus' name in mm. this this new year of Elijah Fire, but a new year for everyone, God, in this new season. Yes. Father, um, I, pr- I pray new life, even though it's the fall, I pray new life over people, God, new uh, invi- uh, new vigor in, in people's lives. Uh, for any of those that may feel apathetic, God, we speak against that and we speak life. We speak new life 
new boldness um, and new vision, God. Maybe some people have lost sight of maybe what they're passionate about or um, where they want to go or what they should do, God. I just pray that you would bring inspiration and you would bring people around them to, to stir them up, Father, and bring inspiration and come alongside them. And so I just thank you that you're providing everything that we need with where we're at. And I pray that you would start to give even now, even this week, you would start to give keys to people, practical keys on what they can do to step forward into yeah. the calling that you have placed on their hearts mm -hmm. or, or maybe that you're going to place on their hearts this week. God, practical keys and new friendships um, and, and even for family members who, you know, we've been praying for and we've been waiting on God for. I just pray for new revelation for them, God, a softening of hearts in Jesus name. And I thank you that. Um, you're bringing everyone together, God. And I just thank you again for this community. And I just, I thank you and God bless you all in Jesus name. Amen. A Amen. Man. Yeah. Give it up for Lauren, everybody. Yay. She did great. Yay. Yay. I'm so happy to be here and yeah. see everyone. And just know that I always look at the chat, the live chat. And my heart is with you. Yeah. Some of you guys feel really convicted right now. Some things you said. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, <see you. laughs> I forgive you. It's okay. Uh, so anyways, we love you guys. Um, and uh, I, yeah, just subscribe. Subscribe. Follow us on, on, uh, follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. Subscribe to us on YouTube and Rumble, and you can like us on Facebook, and you can we'll all the other places. stuff that I forgot. Listen to the just a reminder that tomorrow, tomorrow morning, Mariah will have uploaded this episode. If you want to listen to it again, you can do that. Uh, you can listen to it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So that'll be available for you guys. Episode one hundred and two featuring Lauren Tharp. How about that? That's my wife. Um, so um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday is going to be, we're just going to jump right back in. We're just going to, you know, the festivities are over. It's time to go into a, a new year of Elijah fire. Ooh. So we're going to have Chris, uh, we're going to have Christina Baker back who I, the second, sometimes you meet people and the second you meet them, you're like, yes, we're friends, yeah. you know? And so, <laughs> Uh, I cannot wait to have her back. It's going to be great. Um, I know you guys were really blessed by her last episode that she was on, her first episode she did with us. So she's coming back on Wednesday, Christina Baker. So tune in on Wednesday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Love you guys, and we'll see you then. Bye. Love you. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.